Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Join Mike and James of the Nerdy Bible for this special companion series diving into The Chosen, a dramatic telling of the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. In this week's episode, Simon the Zealot's world is turned upside down. So, what's the perfect opportunity? series. I am James from the Nerdy Bible, and I'm here with Mike from Showboys Media. How's it going there? Good, good. How are you tonight? Great. Yeah, we were just talking about your uh, your infamous or famous, however you want to put it, Reptar shirts. Oh, and yes, yes. So you, you, you uh, seem to never run out. Yeah, well, that's because <laughs> uh, TJ Maxx always has some, like, real fire, like, late 90s early 2000s uh-huh. like uh i don't know nickelodeon slash cartoon themed hoodies and they're only like 20 bucks which is for the hoodies yeah decent price oh, for okay. a hoodie um so, yeah <laughs> like, no one else is buying them so <laughs> exactly they're like we've got to get rid i don't know why we keep making these or stocking them but we've got to get rid of them now uh but I'm thankful for You're it. I'm going to start calling I, you specifically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have um, three Nickelodeon three? hoodies, and two of them are heavily uh, favoring Rugrats. Yeah. Which was one of my favorite shows when I was a little little whippersnapper. Yeah. I It was good. I watched it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of it. A lot of these shows, they just don't hold up. Who <laughs> was the one night? <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll put on Power Rangers. And oh my goodness, dude, it did not hold up at all. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> it was bad. So I want to watch uh, like some of my favorites, Rugrats, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> um, and then fast forward a few years, Angry Beavers was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to go back and like see one if they could even like be aired today but then too if it would hold up yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 always risky yeah um yeah Anyways, and i digress yeah well you know sometimes you gotta so um yeah so today's episode man we are on what season well season two, season two episode four episode four um yes. can i tell you a little story yeah, no, let's hear uh, it. So we were gonna we we were attempting to record this on another day. Mm-hmm. And um when I every time we record I watch the episode literally like right up until we jump on here. Yeah. And I was like was watching the episode, I was like ten minutes in and I'm like why the heck is is Jesse being questioned by like the Pharisees right now? Like, we just finished Matthew 4.24, and now Jesse's already being, like, did I fall asleep or something? <laughs> like, what happened? And I looked, and I was like, oh, because I'm accidentally watching episode five <laughs> and not episode oh, four. That's, 
Yeah. Uh, so then I actually watched the correct episode and I was like, I thought something was missing here. Um, <laughs> well, that would have been funny if we had actually went through with that podcast. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would have been a blooper, but yeah, man. So today we are in, like I said, episode four, which is called the per- perfect opportunity. Um, almost messed that one up. Do you want to describe? Yeah, yeah. just tell us what it's about. Let's hear. For sure. It. Uh, so, um, Jesse, a paralytic, spends thirty-eight years searching for a cure and stays at the pool of Bethesda while his brother Simon joins the Zealots, training to become one. The Zealots plot to assassinate a Roman magistrate in Jerusalem with Simon Z leading the plan, but Atticus Amelius. A Roman cohort, Urbane, uh, we'll just go with that, discovers their plan. Jesus and the disciples head to Jerusalem to prepare for the Feast of Tabernacles. Assisted in Jerusalem by a fellow Pharisee, Yanni, um, Shemel preaches against false prophecy. The disciples discuss the scriptures as they celebrate the feast. After being informed uh, concerning concerning Shmuel, Jesus decides to go to uh, the Bethesda pool to meet someone, bringing Simon, John, and Matthew. At Bethesda, Jesus approaches Jesse, asking him if he wants to be healed. Jesus heals Jesse, and John writes down the miracle. Witnessing the healing, Yanni and other Pharisees are upset and admonish Jesse for carrying a mat on Shabbat. When the assassination plan is being executed, Simon Z is distracted as he sees Jesse walking. The two brothers reconcile, and Atticus Amelius is bewildered. Jesus withdraws himself, and Simon Z searches for him. Might be the longest yeah, uh, episode say, summary so far of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, episode done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for episode five. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Um, man, so where to start? Where to start? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the episode kind of just, you know, gives a nice long backstory. Um of i'm having a, a brain fart here jesse and simon. jesse yes my goodness jesse and simon jesse is the fast forward to um the pool of bethesda the paralytic man um mm. and it gives you a little backstory and this is most definitely creative liberty <laughs> yeah yeah but you know i think it's it's clever um but he falls from a tree mm. And hits the ground and is actually paralyzed from it. And so, you know, it go through the scene, his mother and father having him towards a, a doctor and they're testing him and they get the news and they're, they're, they're sad, but then it starts going through his life kind of, mm-hmm. you know, as he's getting older. And, and so, um, it's really a tragic little story. Yeah, it is. Like it's like I feel like I'm not giving it justice right yeah, now. Almost like like he, he falls out of the tree mm-hmm. 
at a young age, like, I don't know, probably around 10 or so, I would say, right around there, maybe give or take a few years. Yep, it's a good, um, good guess. Finds out that he's paralyzed. They they go to a doctor, then they go to, like, a witch doctor, and then they go to, like, they try all these different avenues, different medicines and stuff. Nothing, nothing works. And then his mother dies during childbirth. And then, so it's like this dad their dad's like trying to raise the two boys simon and jesse and jesse's paralyzed and there's some really cool uh scenes showing Mm -hmm. jesse and simon's relationship where you know they're they're like playing they're always like doing stuff together helping each other out they have like this secret little handshake they do Mm -hmm. before they fall asleep at night uh so they're really like building up the closeness of jesse and simon uh, which obviously is uh, more played upon later on in the episode. But I really like what they did with the scenes here, especially like n- not using any dialogue really for maybe all of it, but definitely the majority of it. Um, I always I always like it when uh, shows or movies do that. It's kind of like a pseudo montage, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I like... At times, silence uh, can be a powerful tool, and I liked seeing all this stuff happening without like the exposition of dialogue. You can piece things together yourself, you know. Yeah, no, it it was really good in that regard. Um, I mean, what are we talking about? Like, it's almost like ten, five, ten minutes of like no talking, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I like how his old, so I'm assuming from just inferring here is that Simon is actually the younger brother. Mm-hmm. And so, and as young in, you know, uh, he's like very inclusive for, for uh, Jesse's very just, it's almost like Jesse is reliant on, mm-hmm. on Simon. So no, it's, it's good. It's, it, they, they, they breathe a little life into this person that you see in John five. That's like, you get this, this snippet of this man that's healed. And, and so it's, you know, obviously this is all. um, I'm sure they didn't, uh, the, the historians probably never stumbled upon Jesse's biography, (laughs) you know, Yeah, but but the reality is, is that each of these people, you know, when we look at it and we're like, oh, you know, Jesus healed him. Well, like, there's so much more to it. And mm-hmm. and whether this is right or wrong, the probability is probably pretty low of it being right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like of an actual story. But like, it's it doesn't take away from like how this dude fe- felt, you know, right. or or how like you know, it's not too far from how he ended up at the pool of Bethesda. You know yeah. what I mean? I like, mean, it, he was paralyzed at the pool of Bethesda. How he got there. Is it really it, that big of a deal? No. And I, I just, I think a lot of those minor details, like you, they give the emotion, they give the feelings that this dude probably had. And so I really like it because mm-hmm. that's not creative Liberty. I yeah. mean, it is, but to some extent, but I think the reality is like, you know, especially in that kind of time, you know, I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's not, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to like say it, but like, there's not really any culture that's trying to 
include people that are are of disability in that way you know what i mean yeah and so i don't know um but yeah it's it's pretty it's it's i i really liked it i really liked the intro to this it's one of those like things of the show where i'm like man they just they just always seem to get these things right (laughs) yeah you know like like just theatrically you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's it's done really well um great great piece of storytelling to support like the the biblical moment of the healing um and uh that this this whole intro scene ends with uh jesse's brother who is unnamed at the time Uh, we don't know that it's simon um but he leaves um Mm -hmm. i i think doesn't does he see uh like some zealot training or something like i think he sees something regarding the zealots uh, I think it's that his makes him father. want to maybe i'm wrong so something uh catches his attention with the the zealots um and he ends up leaving uh to join the zealots which the zealots we should probably explain um it's like a <laughs> an extremist group um good explanation to, that are like uh kind of really take scripture out of context and uh are a violent group to end the roman oppression via what they think scripture what what mm-hmm. god is telling god's people to do um so he joins this basically secret group of assassins from the Lord. (laughs) And uh, I mean, I'm like playing it up, but that's, that's what the zealots kind of were. At least in the context of the show, historically, I don't know if they were actually a group of assassins, uh, holy assassins, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where this uh, intro ends. And you see like the fracturing of Jesse's relationship with his brother because mm-hmm. you know, his brother just kind of up and leaves and Jesse feels abandoned. And um, then I believe, you know, that's when Jesse as a young man makes his way down to the pool of Bethesda. And you just see again, like the, the way that the duality of the brothers here. Like they show scenes of Jesse, you know, trying to crawl and climb his way from his mat where he's sitting by the pool into the water. Um, if you're like me, you probably had no idea what the significance of this pool, like what was even going on. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, still, we're, I think we're still silent in terms of dialogue. Uh, so we just see this happening uh, while Jesse's struggling to try to get into this pool, like being climbed over, pushed aside, like downtrodden. Like um, th- we have cuts of his brother training with the zealots, like doing these the the, the martial arts training, the hand to hand combat training, and just the way they splice these together, like. 
you know, 10 seconds of Jesse being trampled over and then like 10 <laughs> seconds of of Jesse's brother like wrestling a guy to the ground like in training. It's just, uh-huh. it's super cool. I love how they do that. Yep. No, it's it's uh it's good. So you got him. <laughs> He's just getting like you said getting trampled over every time and um I like how they aged him, you know, as like mm-hmm. each time he's crawling, army crawling, and like his head goes down, it pops up. He's like five years yeah. older. Yeah. His beard's gray. His, you know, it's, yeah. uh, and he's still determined. And, and so, yeah. um, which I really like what, um, I'm not going to jump ship here now and talk about early, but like, I just really like the interaction with Jesus later. I'm excited yeah, yeah. to that point. Just the, I think the way they did it was just perfect in context. Do wanna, with, you want to explain the, the pool now before we get to that I point? I was trying to do a wait? little bit of research and I mean, it's, it, it's just so from my understanding, it's within Jerusalem. Um, it bubbles up in the center. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's in the center. I'm assuming it's in the center, but um, you're you're supposed to be healed if you get the first one getting there. I don't. I guess that that's the, what I'm picking up from it. And so, a lot of my research that I've been trying to do is like find the pool of Bethesda now. <laughs> like, um, did you find better research on that? If not, uh, we'll have to turn that music no, on and start. There's um okay, so in the episode they give a little exposition on the pool. Well, yeah, that's they did do that. And so, so that's all I know about it. Okay. <laughs> is uh basically according to the show, I don't know if this is accurate or not. Um the it's it's like a pagan thing mm-hmm. here. Uh basically what happens is due to uh, something that happens in nature. It, it causes steam to arise from under the pool and causes this bubbling. And what they thought uh, due to uh, the Phoenician god Ephem. Um, according- Dang, you did some good research here. Oh, I'm literally just reading the the closed captioning, <laughs> which oh. is uh, something to do with like the Greeks and the Romans. Um, oh, no. Whoever, when the water, when the pool would start to bubble, the first person that would get in the water would be healed. Um, so that's why Jesse put set like you know basically sets up shop here at the pool because. Mm-hmm. As we saw earlier in the episode, his family has tried every avenue to to heal him, right? To unparalyze him. And so he sees this as like his last resort. And so that's why every time it starts to bubble in these scenes, you see everyone frantically like mm-hmm. sprinting, running, crawling, whatever they can do to get into this water first. And why Jesse feels so defeated because he never gets gets to the water <laughs> like, let alone first he just never gets to the water um so that's kind of why he's there um let's probably just get that explanation out of the way no that's good <laughs> um and side note the intro of this episode 
telling the story of of Simon mm-hmm. and Jesse is like nine minutes and twenty two seconds long before the opening credits start. <laughs> so it's quite the intro. I knew it was okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Back to you, sir. Back to me. So yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think after the you know the nine minute and twenty two seconds introduction i mean we're just we're kind of at present time that's where it it lands at you know you got you got jesse who's defeated sitting by the pool watching bubbles steam up after every you know whatever amount of time um relying on pagan gods um and then you have have um simon who's just who it's showing right here. It starts out. It's Simon kind of they're They're preparing, right. They're preparing for, I don't know, a job. I would say, you know, they're, they're trying to get back at Rome. They're oppressors, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're, they're part of a, a very extremist um, group. That is, that is, is probably read um, a lot of things in, in terms of like, you know, um, the military portions of, of the Bible Mm. in like a very literal way of like, you (laughs) know, and, and I mean, I feel like you got a lot of the different groups there. I mean, even before like Christian denominations, now what we see there's, you know, you had the Sadducees, the Pharisees, you got extremists like the, you know, the zealots. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but yeah, so they're, they're, they're planning out a job. Um, It's really not really clear of what they're going to do, but, um, they're practicing and preparing, and you so you're getting a little little introduction to Simon here. Yeah, yeah, the little trial run in their uh-huh. like setup village. Uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, short of you know, recounting um the entire episode, I think th- really we have two paths here. We have Simon. And his mission. And on the flip side, we have Jesus and the disciples at one preparing and then two participating in the Feast of Tabernacles. Correct. Um, So do you want to stick with one or do you want to bounce around like as, as it progresses in the episode? What do you think would... Uh, make the most sense yeah let's just uh let we've we've been talking about simon and jesse let's just kind of go through the rest of their story real quick or you know of, of at least simon and yeah and so so they are well i mean <laughs> there really isn't much to the story really other than the fact that they're preparing mm-hmm. they've done these uh example or uh practice runs of, yeah. of what they're about to do and what it alludes to is there's a clear person there's somebody watching them so mm-hmm. um I, I, i'm a roman spy right somebody Seems that's to always be eating some sort of yes apple, apple or something <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> like the disney villain or something yeah, that's yeah. eating an apple yeah no so i i mean honestly much of his story is is that and he so he's here for the feast of um what is it called the the um what are they all here for 
the feast, feast of tabernacles. Tabernacle, my goodness, yes. So, um, which they would build tabernacles in and feast, right? And so, um, shocking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't I know. Like it, the, once we get to that side of the story, like I like mm-hmm. the symbolism that they explain about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, though, there's really not much more to his story other than um, he's continuously being watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as he's in Jerusalem, they're preparing, they're getting actually all the things that they were had in their practice session, doing it live. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Um, and he actually visits Jesse. All right. So. You you want to go into that part? Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool because it's kind of like one of those things that kind of has a double meaning, I think, for Simon. One, he it, as they kind of end their conversation, which we'll probably talk about their conversation, but when he ends, he's just like, "Look, Jesse, I came here to say goodbye mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't like do it properly the first time." But also, I think the the double sided meaning here is like as this zealot assassin right like it's either going to like his plan's either going to work or he's Mm -hmm. going to die right so he could be like this could be his like final goodbye well it's that it's that extremist portion too you know like he knows he's doing something so um crazy crazy that it's detrimental to himself but for a cause right like almost sacrificial for the cause yeah and and atticus our favorite apple eating roman in the episode says uh basically like he figures out the plan and he goes to the roman i don't know what the the guy he meets with in that alley like what his role or title is but it seems to be like the advisor of this senator or like maybe his bodyguard or whatever. Um, but he's basically like, you know, this is the plan. Um, and the guy's like, what? Why don't you just arrest him? You know, you've been following the guy. You know who's going to do it. Just, uh-huh. And and Atticus is like, well, you see these zealots, like it's basically a bunch of martyrs. Like if we arrest him, it just, just... adds fuel to the fire. If we like torture him it just adds fuel to the fire like this is almost what they want right Mm -hmm. to keep their movement going so he's like i gotta you know i I forget exactly the line he says but it was it was pretty cool in like a cinematic sense where he's like rome will win because i will (laughs) i'll kill him in the act right we're not gonna arrest him we're not gonna torture him we're just gonna i will stand in the senator's place and when he thinks he is going to succeed Rome will win. And I was just like, Oh, that's pretty uh, rad cinematically, but you know, mm-hmm. obviously in context of things, not exactly <laughs> the best. <laughs> um, anyways. So Jesse goes down to the pool or uh, Simon goes down to the pool mm-hmm. and um, he kind of, he has to like introduce himself to his brother uh, cause it's, it's been so long. Yeah. He and, doesn't even recognize him. And the conversation they have is like, it's heartbreaking. It is. Um, and I'm trying to, to freaking here we go. And 
Go ahead. Well, they're both, you know, it's you have you have Jesse who is just living in his despair, his own like. Which is, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I. <laughs> I don't know if I have like something against that. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, that's a very right. rough spot. So I'm not trying to pass like judgment to be right. To be, like, yeah. He's living in his despair. No, but he's... also like, it's kind of the only way to describe mm-hmm. like, yeah, he, he's just he's defeated, <laughs> like yeah. so defeated. And uh, and but, you have. Oh, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, like when simon introduces himself he's, he even asks like do you remember me it's so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways go ahead no and then you have you have simon who is just i was trying to think of the right word for this like just so filled with hate for the romans you know like and, and and again, rightfully so, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I fully blame him. I mean, I don't condone it, but I understand it. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, right. I don't, it, it makes sense. Or not condone it. Not condone it. Yeah. Whatever. But so they're just, they're fighting on trying to just, you know, well, first off, he's like, you make this pilgrimage every year. And this is the first time you've right. come to say hi to me. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're like, he's like, you must be 30 years old now. He's like, I'm actually close to 40. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's been holy crap. Like, that's uh-huh. that's, not, that's nuts and it's sad. Um, but I think one of the the funny, ironic, ironic maybe is a better term, uh-huh. but like, it also is kind of funny watching this. He's like, Simon is kind of like, you know, condemning jesse he's like dude this is like a pagan cult Mm -hmm. like our 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 beliefs our values like don't they don't condone what you're doing (laughs) and jesse's like i'm pretty sure they don't condone like being an assassin either yeah (laughs) (laughs) well and then he's like well what's wrong with the cult you know like it's almost so he's giving this clear in intention or clear thought of like giving up on 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 his on his god right yeah. of the of the jewish god like he's he's clearly given up on on that yeah um especially to spend your entire life at this pool you know what i mean like that's yeah your your actions show a lot that you've you've given up on on anything yeah i'm like it's it's summed up perfectly (laughs) simon's like do you actually believe this Mm -hmm. (laughs) and jesse says you try living for 38 years without legs that work (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like he's yeah it's last resort man he's just given given up yeah i don't i mean it's so hard because there's I feel like there's literally nothing in place for someone like this. And you can see, and because you look at the pool, like he's not the only one with, he's the only, maybe there's, he may, might be the only one that's a paralytic, but like they're all sick. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, or else they wouldn't be sitting by a pool all day yeah. trying to dive into it. Right. So like, it's like, it's um 
there's clearly not much work for them. There's clearly not much in society for them. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I'd argue that's pretty not too far from it today, but at least there's something in place now it, to, yeah. to help these, these situations. But then it, I don't imagine, I mean, I imagine like your borderline, I don't know. I don't like, I imagine there's, you are, they just, I don't know. I can't think of the right word for it, but yeah. So he's, he's struggling and he's just clearly, given uh but i like yeah he's dying he's like so you know you can go murder people (laughs) (laughs) like that's okay yeah um Um, the the other thing i i I just want to throw out there is the acting by both both simon and jesse in this scene and then later on at the end of the episode it's so like so good these guys do a fantastic job in this mm-hmm. episode, but like massive props to Jesse. He like, man, his, his like facial expressions and body emotion in this, in this episode is just, he, man, he just does such a great job conveying like what he is feeling through his body language. Mm. And, uh, it's that's he he does man you're right do, i feel i mean you know since i'm such a, a an a, a accomplished actor psych <laughs> i've never acted in anything nor do i ever want to that's just Correct. i couldn't do it so i couldn't even imagine getting in front of a camera and acting out a scene let alone like putting in the effort that you know the jesse does in these scenes with just like the way he conveys that with with his body language and facial expressions he just does it's so good it's so Mm -hmm. good no it really is i was just watching this couple right now even just when you know he's telling he's telling uh simon he's like whoever it is like don't do it don't Mm -hmm kill them and you know simon's response is that you know i'm not i'm not i'm not afraid of death like and so that's you know further clarifies his extremist point towards this but his response his facial response uh jesse's from that it was just very very detailed and very just good so yeah, know. I actually saw like a like a great meme on the on one of the chosen's uh, social media pages of a bunch of Jesse's facial expressions from this episode. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> which Jesse are you feeling like today? Like leading up to you know, because this weekend is the theatrical release of episodes one and two of um, season three. So I think they were uh, doing that to hype it up. But um, yeah, it's just. Of course, at the end here, as Simon's leaving, Jesse whips out the note that Simon mm-hmm. left him when they were kids and reads it to him. And um, it's like a, a kind of emotional scene between the two of them. But uh, it ends with with the. Uh, the letter ends with him saying, sorry, I'm waiting for it to show up. Uh, Jesse, when you stand on two feet. Mm-hmm. 
I will know the Messiah has come. I will fight for the freedom of Zion in order to see that day. Um, so foreshadowing. Yes. Um, (laughs) and you know, foreshadowing and also falling in line with every single disciple that seemed to (laughs) exist. It, you know, all of them, it's, uh, you know, the fig tree. So I said this, so you believe Simon, Mm -hmm. The, the 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 fish, the fish yeah, um yeah. uh well i mean i would say matthew was pretty like matthew was just along for the ride trying to understand all of the yeah. but like you know it, it's almost as if almost every single one of the disciples needed that very thing and so mm-hmm. i like that they included that into this um, yeah. because again creative liberties but like a really good one um, yeah, for sure. And and you also got to think too, like with if they're going to stay true to his character, he's a he's an extreme zealot, right? That that I think at that point, like, don't you think it takes a lot? Yeah, to t- it would take something extreme to, cha- to, to change yeah. you, right? It's not mm-hmm. just like it's not just like a, oh hey, you know, follow me, and then it's like oh okay, cool. It's something extreme yeah. like this, yeah, you know. It- and the the personal level of mm-hmm. the miracle, right? Uh, it being to his brother who's been, par- like, someone he knows <laughs> intimately, well, knew and had, like, a great relationship with, right? It's not just he's walking down the street seeing some stranger correct, be healed, right? Like, this is something he knows for a fact. Jesse was one way, and now he is healed, right? Uh, but I want to say, uh, Simon, this was a little low as he's leaving uh, after Jesse reads that last little bit um, about like, you know, when I see you on stand on your, your feet, like your own two legs, I'll know that the Messiah has come. He turns around and he's like, I stand by it. And then I'm like, wow, man, too soon. Like, oh, stand by it. Just be like, yeah. And I mean it, or yep, that's that's what's gonna take. He's gotta say, I stand by it. That has to have been overlooked. Come on now. There's no way that was like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, don't... it just drops the mic. I I stand by it. Bye, yeah, Jesse. I'm gonna go ahead and say that was uh <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're right, you you that had to have been overlooked, right? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm of course probably the only person that that actually noticed up something like <laughs> uh yes uh oh, but man. we see you know the the plan start to come together exactly like they practice uh after simon leaves you know this assassination attempt um but it it kind of gets interrupted um so let's i say that cuz this is where the the two arch like so let's... combine so pause we're gonna pause simon and jesse and yep. let's go back to jesus and the disciples need to need that uh rewind sound of a cassette tape yes. or something <laughs> just imagine uh, it get your uh, imagination yeah, yeah, out exactly um so yeah rewind we're back near near the beginning of the episode first um scenes with the the disciples and Jesus, and they are building a tabernacle. And so um, 
Yeah, they're building a tabernacle with. Just... What is a tabernacle? So tabernacle was it's like the dwelling place of God, I would say, if that's so. It's like in the time of Moses and Aaron, which Aaron was the the yeah. So um, Moses' brother, right? And so, which was the first high priest, is from from my memory serves me correct here. So um, it's like that place where the Ark of the Covenant, right? So that would be inside the tabernacle and it is where God would dwell because at that point, like tabernacle, like before the temple was the temple, right? It's where you had the veil and behind it, God would be, and he'd have the, the incense and all that. And so I don't know, do I know exactly how to build a tabernacle? No, but it is in, I think either Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy or numbers. One of them literally lays out the tabernacle <laughs> and like, right. no, it's, it's crazy. And so, but it's where, it's where they would go, you know, the, the high priest would go in, in, in to, to experience God, I guess you would say. Yeah. Cause at that time, not, not everyone could communicate or hear from God. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. If we're going to get all, 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 uh, I don't want to say churchy, but you know, in like that type of language. Yeah. I mean, it would be before the Holy spirit right mm -hmm. um and i mean and and so yeah they i feel like the culture there would would define like places where god would be for instance you know um we we touched on jacob before right and jacob's ladder and that was where he had a dream and put his head on this rock well when he woke up he was like whoa god is in this place so he built an altar there so mm -hmm. it's that kind of idea is that like they find this, this dwelling place of God and, and they, they built an altar there. Well, this is like, okay, well, we're going to confine God to this, this tabernacle, this place where he, he dwells. Mm -hmm. And, and then at that point it grows to, well, here's this temple. And I'm sure there's some significance of why they built the temple where they built it. And, um, I don't know that, but, um, and then you get the temple being, you know, like the, the curtain, you know, of the, of the temple, like actually, um, what cracking when Jesus, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like, there's this point of like now at that point, like it's, it, that whole like bridge is, I don't want to say bro like the Holy spirit is, is what is where yeah it dwells. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm butchering it into some regards because I'm not like this, you know, this, uh, bishop arc bishop and you know that's that's like has all the <laughs> the, the answers here but you know from yeah. my understanding from the books that i've read it's just it's the dwelling place of god <laughs> yeah dog, and, you know and like according to the episode <laughs> itself um mm -hmm. like uh outside of religion they define a tabernacle as uh just a a temporary dwelling place like just mm. a tent um okay. and sorry i'm uh no it's good getting getting uh Informed. captions for <laughs> the um like importance of the the ceremony the tradition of the feast of tabernacles mm. um so basically um 
they would. Oh, I just had it, but uh, I don't know where it went. We need that awesome music. Yes, man, we gotta have exactly. that on hand. Um. Okay, so this is what they say. So Matthew, of course, being Matthew, is like not understanding what why they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> He's like, I know what a tabernacle is, but like, why do we have to build one to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but they go to they go on to explain here uh, that God said this is uh, no Philip. He said uh, God said to live in a booth for seven days during this feast to commemorate. Oh, it went too fast. Uh, to commemorate how the children of Israel lived in temporary shelters for 40 years in the mm. desert. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, and, and we get a little more explanation and symbolism uh, during their actual feast in the evening with uh, like Mary and the rest of the disciples and stuff. Um, That's good. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess with this episode, you have little things in between. You have your boy Shmuel. Shmuel's oh, back. Shmuel. Oh, yeah, we got to we, we, we can't forget about Shmuel. Yeah. Preaching well, in the streets about false they're, prophets. They're, yeah, they're preparing for for this feast, you know. So what we just described is, you know, when they were they're building this thing. Matthew's like, what in the world are you guys doing? I just I can eat anywhere. And. Mm. You know, who is it? Um, Thomas and Nathaniel. Yes. And Matthew all kind of go out into the, the town. And, and they realize this because they knew who was around and they know that they're not recognized mm-hmm. by um, by Shmuel. And so, um, yeah. No, so they see him out there. He's preaching preaching about false prophecy prophecy um which is a clear uh, what there's kind of like a, a a little humor in this scene here because matthew's like doing his best to like hide behind a post and he's like guys guys <laughs> you see this and they're like they're like what <laughs> they're like it's Schmuel. and they're like who <laughs> he's like that's uh-huh. the guy that's like doesn't isn't getting down with jesus and they're well, like, okay, but he, he, I mean, why don't you just go back? Like, he doesn't know who we are. Yeah. Like, um, but I, I think there's, there's some funny thing about like Nathaniel's like, well, what are the odds that he would like see, recognize you guys like in this huge crowd or whatever? And like uh-huh. <laughs> Thomas and Matthew are both like, like calculate trying to calculate it they're the, yeah, yeah yeah they're both very similar in that <laughs> regard going back to nathaniel's uh or or somebody i think mm. i think maybe was it philip somebody said that thomas is is pretty similar to matthew and then this is like yeah. the second time where he's well, like you, you know why like you don't like him, right <laughs> it's because he's exactly like you <laughs> um and yeah well, and you gotta have those little comedic uh, breaks here and there um and if you remember from when Shmuel broke it down to 
um, Nicodemus, he was like, he was like, uh, I, I know my passion now. I know why I was created to go against false prophecy. So it's like, this is his like passion. It is yeah. like his, his, um, his new purpose, his, his purpose. Yeah, no, it is to go after this. So like he is, uh, wiser and dedic more dedicated than he, than he was. I also before. love like, uh, before he starts like, um, shoot, what's the other Pharisee's name? It's in the Yeah. Yeah. Here. Uh, it's a, yeah. 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 Yanni. 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 Uh, yeah. Yanni's like, uh, basically mm -hmm. like, let's pray real quick. And he prays like, uh, the prayer of like safety or something, or some, one that you'd only pray if you're in like extreme danger. And she's uh -huh. like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Like, what are you, what, why are we praying this? And he's like, well, they really, uh, really like this in these parts or whatever <laughs> he's basically like anyways I, i'm gonna go grab some lunch and Schmuel's like you're just gonna leave me here after that uh -huh. <laughs> like, i love it um but oh, um that's funny. yeah so we're here dude we are at the feast of the tabernacle and yes. um yeah so they they finished they finished um, creating it. So they got their, their food laid out. They got, um, and there's oh. multiple tabernacles too. They're, they're just laid yeah, out yeah. all over the place, which is interesting. Um, which I wonder if, well, cause are they at there? Are they, well, they're in Jerusalem now. That means yeah. they're near the actual temple, meaning that, I wonder if if it was like custom to go to Jerusalem for the Feast of the Tabernacle. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, so basically, like it, from the sounds of it, it sounds like people would travel there and then mm -hmm. just like basically set these up like outside of the city. Yeah, almost like a a big campground, which is <laughs> of weird like tabernacles. Because then, is it like? Do they how many how many times a year do they make this pilgrimage? Like because they're also Passover, you know what I mean? Like so, like yeah. at what point is are they like? I don't know. I'm very it's curious. I'm going to do some research on uh, on this after. I, see, I expect I'm... a two thousand word essay on uh, the nerdybible.com yeah. detailing the essays uh... I got to write for this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I love I love it though because like. Again, Matthew's like, Nathaniel, I know you're like a skilled architect, but like you just use branches for the roof. That's clearly not going to keep us dry if it rains or whatever. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I love it because <clears throat> Mother Mary chimes in. She's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's not really like supposed to. Like, it's kind of like a, a symbol here of like, you know, the, the they keep us shaded during the day and cool. Uh -huh. But like uh, it also reminds us that we need to rely on God uh, and his provision uh, because, you know, of how vulnerable we were when mm -hmm. we were in the wilderness during that time or whatever. Uh, and she goes on to like continue to kind of lay out a little more of the symbolism between like the tabernacle itself and like what the, the like tradition, the ceremony is the feast is kind of like for just, that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, and it and that 
prefaces just kind of the next conversations um, they get into here. You got the, the one of the son of thunders, sons of thunder, is and what did he ask? Um, oh yeah, when when Jesus starts talking about like you know one day it's not just going to be you know us Jews you know having this feast of tabernacle we'll be joined by these people and these people and these people and of course big james is like but like we don't like those people they they've kind of been a bunch of turds or whatever mm-hmm. um is that where you're going yeah well big james says rabbi i have a question and he's you know it's like yes <laughs> he's like the prophet zechariah talks about then everyone who has survived of all nations that have attacked Jerusalem shall go up year after year to worship the king, um, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And so, and, and even even Simon's like, what? Like, what do you mean? What, what? <laughs> so what that what that's saying is that it's, they are all clearly like supposed to be in this tent right now. Like their, mm-hmm. their customs, their culture, they are, you know, they, they survive, you know, what you just said, what it defines is, is being out in the wilderness for 40 years. Right. And, and, and so they're like, these other people did yeah. not do this. Like that is us. Right. Like that is, uh, we earned this, like this tent is for us. And so they're, what he's asking is like, how, how is this for everyone? Like, how, what do you mean? And so yeah, um, he even says, uh, he's like, one day our enemies will celebrate this feast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus is like, so what, what exactly is the question that you're asking? Cause he didn't actually, he just stated some scripture at him. And so he's yeah. at, he's like one day, you know, and, and kind of goes over there and he's like, he's like, um, you know, who so all these people are going to be with us the babylonians the assyrians the romans yeah like yeah. they the like the 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 people that oppressed us before and the people that are oppressing us now like you want us to invite them into this holy tent because i mean you know whether it's a like it, it, the, whether all right look so tabernacles right like i don't think i think when you build the temple where God dwells, like the actual temple, like the temple of Jerusalem. Right. You know, I think that at that point, these tabernacles aren't these, they probably lose a little bit of meaning, right. Or, or depth to them. You know what I mean? They're not this, Mm. this thing that like, it's almost symbolic at that point, rather than like the actual dwelling place of God. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah. it's an act of worship. Right. And he even mm-hmm. says it in here, he's like this tent, tr- Jesus says this tent is truly an act of worship. Like mm-hmm. just this beauty, this thing that like you built and are offering to God is something, yeah. you know, and um, shout out to our episode on Nathaniel's uh, origin story. We kind of talked about yeah. that whole like acts of worship like that. Um, but yeah, continue. And so, um, so, where was I going with this? Yeah, so they're just basically, Jesus is talking about, he's like, he's like Jews and Gentiles will be at this this table. And um, and they're kind of like looking at it, puzzled. And, and what he says is that something is going to need to change. And I, yeah. I love that. And because 
because he, I mean, that's what he, he preaches, you know, like it's like all over the gospels, you see this. Um, and especially in, I feel like uh, Paul's writing, you see a lot of this like Jew and Gentile um, togetherness, you know, and, and, and that should pose you some sort of clue that, you know, uh, Paul being very versed on Jewish literature and from his perspective, Jesus being the Messiah, I think he's understanding a lot of this too. So I don't know. I just, um, I really like this because it's the stubbornness of the, um, disciples that they, again, they're still not getting it. Yeah. Well, I'm like, they're to the point of like them saying like, well, none of the, none of these people have been through what our people have been through. Like, they won't they won't get it like they haven't been through the hardships mm-hmm. they they didn't make that journey right the whole like thing we're replicating um and i love it jesus is here he says like well everyone's gone through the wilderness at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah uh, it might not look the same but like we've all been there um but yeah i love it and he's like yeah well something will have to change then <laughs> yeah yeah, no, it's um and I love uh because obviously like there's a ton of talk in the Bible about like Israel and Jerusalem and um Matthew's like, well if like everyone is going to be coming to these feasts like this, like everyone can't fit in Jerusalem. And Jesus is like, Well, it's not like the Jerusalem as we see it or like as you see it or whatever uh-huh. uh so it's like i, I love it just like it, it, his his literalism is yeah he's it, yeah exactly they're still like but it, this is what it says uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like no he says i think it will not be jerusalem as we know it now that's mm. exactly what he says here in the episode but uh, jesus said I, that yeah yeah um i just I, I love it it's so cool and then uh rama's like well if you know, I forget which prophet they were talking about or which book this is from. They're quoting this these Zechariah. scriptures from. Yeah, he's like, so if, if Zechariah says it, that means it, it, it will be fulfilled, right? And someone's like, well, I don't know. It sounds kind of impossible. And Mother Mary's like, well, I know a thing or two about <laughs> uh-huh. prophecies sounding impossible. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, uh, continue. No, yeah. And so I mean that's really where the the kind of the story ends and well not the story. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the conversation yeah, the feast, you know, ends. And so then it jumps to Jesus talking to who is this John and John Simon. Simon. Yeah. Well, at this point we have two Simons now. So let's we're this is where we're going to officially yes. make the name change for us. Good old Pete. Simon we know have known through these last 12 episodes will now be referred to as Peter Mm -hmm. and Simon Z we'll call it, or the zealot or something. Simon P and Simon Z. Yeah. (laughs) So that doesn't sound anything alike. (laughs) (laughs) I love this conversation by the fire though, that you're about to talk about. Well, I mean, it's short. It's It's um, hilarious. (laughs) Is it? I, I was trying to remember. Yeah, so basically 
Simon's like, ah, well, our good friend Shmuel's back, and he's out there teaching about pr- false prophets. And Jesus, you know, he's talking. To, <laughs> Jesus, is like, I wonder who he's talking about. And Simon's like, our uh, Shmuel. <laughs> I think he's talking about you. You know, Jesus. And <laughs> Jesus, oh, like, I'm, I'm joking. I know he means me, Simon. Yes, <laughs> he literally says that. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I'm joking. Yes, I know he means me, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's just, oh man, I just really, I just really like the way they portray Peter in this. He is just so good, and like, and it, I, I love it because when I first started reading the Gospels, Peter was my all-time favorite or i mean i don't know about his favorite but like very relatable to me and i felt very just with i don't know who i was before and just mm-hmm. that you know very acting purely on emotions and and quick to to act without thinking you know what i mean mm-hmm. because peter's not dumb it's not like it's not like he didn't know cutting off the the dude's ear later on is was bad he just reacted out of emotions and did it and didn't think it through. If we'd have thought it through, he'd have been like, Hey, you know, should not have done that. Or I won't do that because my boy Jesus over here is telling, you know, I know he does not want me to like, it's just, it's not like he's doing these things out of, he's just very like, he acts out of, he doesn't, he doesn't think before like he exactly. Yeah. Uh, But, but he is the one that, that explains the Bethesda pool to everyone while they're walking into the town. Mm-hmm. So he, like you said, he's not dumb. He's he not. Knows. And he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, did, what did he say? He said to John, he's like, yeah, Andrew's not the only one that reads. And uh, <laughs> yeah. what did he, he's like, maybe you should try it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he says, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, it. he's intelligent and it's clear. It's just when you, I, I just, for some reason, like reading through the gospels and just this picture my mind painted of Peter. Mm-hmm. It it has to be like the same for most people. Like the, you got these Bible scholars that, you know, and, and, and Dallas Jenkins who created this show created this character and like they hit it on the head of how I perceived him and, and, you know, painted him. Cause it's like any, you know, any any narrative that you read you 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 gain these characters you you gain these 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 perspectives and characterizations of them and then it paints this broader picture of that person and so like when i look at that i'm like man they just like they nailed the peter that i got from reading this yeah um so yeah no um just even the way he just like sits and he's just so like i don't know I don't even know how to put it to words right now. The way he sits at the the fire and he's just so like, <laughs> it's almost like, it's like he's thinking back and like every day was like the roughest day ever. Like he gets to the end. It's just like, he's like, oh man, like, no, we're good. It's just kind of reflecting and like, all right, next and tomorrow morning he gets up and he's, he's bouncer Peter at, yep. the, at the club again. And he's just like, I don't know. It's just, great so i'll stop ranting on that but i i think it's just i, I really oh, like no, his character no, no, it's good it's and good shahar isaac is the uh, <clears throat> yeah, name he does just fantastic at it <laughs> so, yeah yeah oh man i i agree um he yeah he's a great great character 
I'm really I'm excited to see how um just how the future plays out with with Peter. But, yes. Um, well, speaking of the future, um, as they're explaining, talking about the pools of Bethesda and, mm-hmm. and Jesus saying, you know, I've got to go there. I got someone to meet. Uh, mm-hmm. As they're walking into Jerusalem. Yeah, this is. Yeah, they walk past. Is this like a, is this out of scripture or is this just another creative thing they decided to do? In I think this here? is just a creative thing, but but. Um, from my understanding, like, well, I mean, yeah. So what, what you're about to say is that Jesus is walking up and, and you're, you're experiencing, um, people being crucified right there on the road. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that this is like, this would be common. Like, it's not like, like Jesus was, what was it? The, the, um. Oh my goodness. The, where he was the skull of, it means the skull of, uh, <laughs> where he actually was crucified. Oh, was like Calvary? Yeah. Yes. There's, isn't there another word for it? Probably. Either way. Um, I'm pretty sure like, like this was a, a, an act of, of like, you wanted the public to see. Like, this isn't something like, you know, like when you're walking into the into, you know, Jerusalem, into this area that's occupied by Romans, they're like, if you don't behave like this is what your future looks like. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's a fear tactic that they're doing. So I I think that, like, although this might be a creative liberty here, like this is not a stretch by any means that like. Jesus walking into Jerusalem in an occupied, we'll just say a random, even if it's a random Roman occupied territory, like you're going to experience this. You're uh, looking for Golgotha. Golgotha. Yes. Which is like the rock, uh, the skull rock or something like yeah, that. If it yeah. like translates to Aramaic Golgotha. for skull. Yeah. Okay. Golgotha. Yeah. So I think that might've been, a little bit more. I don't know. I, I don't really know. I mean, I don't even think we really know exactly where that is. I mean, I mean, I think we have like the, what is the word? Like the, the um, perceived location of his death and birth and all these different areas, but, but they don't, I don't, you know, we don't think we fully know that those are there. I think right now there's a church built on it. I don't know. I was watching some documentaries <laughs> recently, um, but Regardless, like, I don't think this is a stretch at all, man, like coming in and and you're seeing people being crucified criminals. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so like Romans are pretty good. This isn't like this back channel thing that they're like, I'm going (laughs) to crucify you. It was, it was a clear. Oh, and they're like making it and making an example. Exactly. Yeah. So it's get these people in line. It's, it's a clear spectacle for the people to follow, you Mm know, um, so, but yeah, so I know I, it's deep though. Like he's walking yeah. by and it's just the, the music, not the music, but like slow-mo yeah, music, it's just the, the face the reaction. Yeah. And I don't know. Did you think like, there was like a level of like, just knowing what I know about Jesus. Like at, at what point is it like this, this, f- uh, not fear, but well, I mean, yeah, 
I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like Jesus gonna, didn't weep or anything. Yeah, uh, it, I'm going to say probably not the part of his life and ministry he was most looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, well, the re- <laughs> I, there was just I, all these emotions that I could feel like as in like I wanted to make these words go into his head. It, not, it, but yeah. like I was trying to perceive what he was. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, right what I got me, out of but, the scene, he looks a little thought bubble mm-hmm. pops up and he just says, man, that is going to suck. Well, yeah, <laughs> but also like, also like for the person being crucified right there too. Yeah. But then also for like this, like, for the person that is crucifying him, it's almost like, I, I don't know, like how much, I think one of my biggest questions about when I think about Jesus in these, like, I feel like the easy answer is to be like, Jesus knew everything, bro. Like he just knew everything and like, he understood it all. And like, and I just don't like to what extent did he know and what extent did he like fully know, you know, like, like, well, like, I think, I, I think he knew, right? He he knows, he knows it all. But I also think that since he was also human, like he had human emotions about all that he knew, <laughs> right? Like, so I don't think, I don't think anything was, um, new to him or like foreign to him or like caught him by surprise. Like I think he knew the timing of everything that would happen, but I also think that being a man, like even though he knows exactly what's going to happen, he knows exactly why he's doing these Mm -hmm. things, what he's sent there for. Like he still feels pain. Like he's still like obviously feels compassion and love. And I think what you're taught, what you talked about there too, that I didn't even think about is like the look as he's walking by here, like it's for those people and it's for the, Mm -hmm. the people doing the crucifying. Like that's so deep. And like, I didn't even think about that, but like, like he has all of those emotions. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that, yeah, he was probably just like one thinking about how bad it's going to suck when his time comes, like he knows when it's going to come, but he also knows that it's really going to suck. But he also, also knows that like he's doing it out of service and love for all of us. Right. And he's doing it because he loves the people that he's walking past right now that are hanging up there so that, you know, figuratively, like we won't have to be in that place. And he's also doing it for the people who are unknowingly like committing this act, like Mm -hmm. also figuratively, but again, lit very literally. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's just like a very powerful thing that's happening and i didn't even think about that side of it that you brought up 
Yeah. And it's like, well, because I feel like for you to be this, like, the, I mean, God is right. If you want to look at like some, the God is love. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if God is love, that means Jesus is love. I, I don't know. It's just a simple, simple thing that I'm trying to say here, but like to be something like that, you have to understand the exact opposite of you, you know? And I think the exact opposite of you is evil and you're watching it like clear, like, like in something that's more applicable to our time. Like, I mean, have you ever just like thought about like the Holocaust, you know I mean? Things like that where you're just like, you're just, you just, it's just so deep and you don't even know how to like feel. And you feel like just anger and sadness and, and just, all the different feelings and like, and then you start thinking deeper and you, you start thinking about the person that's being, um, being murdered genocide. And then you think about the people doing the genocide. And then you think about like the P it's just this whole like world of like, what, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so like, I, I don't know. So I think when like, he's just, I, I just picture him kind of just looking at like, I, I think when he's set, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of the things that when he's sad about things or like, it's just the evil of, of, of the world mean, I don't know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, I, I just, I, I think that moment for me, just watching him was like the deepest part of the episode for me. And it was just because it, it just made me think, I don't know, just about all the things we just talked about, but um, just yeah. all the different angles of it. And so, um, yeah, man, <laughs> we, can, we can move on. It got, got pretty deep right there, but um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, Hey, that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then they, they go into the, uh, I'm watching the end of the mm-hmm. episode too um because he walks out and of course is walking right past it again but um <clears throat> he makes a, another facial expression but i think it's in regards to the conversation that he has as he's leaving the it is exactly city. that yes um so anyways they go in uh they make their way down to the pool of bethesda uh it's it's jesus it's matthew Simon, Peter, and John. They head down. He spots Jesse, walks over, and could, would you do the honors, sir? I always like it when you when you take the reins of of the quote unquote Jesus moments of the, the really. Show. Yeah, I don't know. It, you just do such a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought I butchered it. <laughs> no, so you got Jesus. He's staying at at the steps. It's got the nice. V formation of Jesus yeah, and the flying ducks. Yep. Um, Simon alone standing like a, a stallion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so they're they're standing at the steps, and there's just it's just the pool, man. It's just it. It's a very calm water. There's no no steam coming up, and um and just sick people all around. And it was just odd to me. It's like one of those things, like there's just like four Pharisees sitting there. 
and so like that yeah. was the, that was the odd thing to me i, I i'm just picking up at that now as it's kind of playing, playing yeah, they're the just background. like hanging out in the corner they're just hanging out <laughs> yeah it's like just sick people everywhere and they're just hanging out in their nice nice robes but um yeah so you got he got uh Jesse, he's lying in his usual spot, which I don't under why wouldn't you lie closer to the water? Yeah, like literally. Why isn't on anyone step? that's what I didn't understand? So I don't why don't you just lay on in the water? Yeah, then you automatically some... win. Is there some sort of like healing cult rules? Like you have to be so many feet away from the, the waters for it to count? I don't know. Uh-huh. Don't know. Well, so Jesus walks up and it's um I, he says, I have a question for you. Jesse's kind of looking around for me. <laughs> like, like, uh, I, I can, I can answer. I don't have many answers, but here, you know, here we are. I'll listen. I'm listening to you. And so Jesus as blunt as he typically is. And he says, do you want to be healed? And so he doesn't under, under, understand it. And even in, in John, I'm looking at it and he says, would you like to get well? I'm looking at this, this whole, this portion right here, this whole story stems from John five, um, the beginning of it, John five, one through, I don't know, uh, 15. So that's a little um, snippet of where you would actually find this in, in the Bible. And so he's asking him, do you want to be healed? And, and so Jesse is just, clueless to it and and it shows i mean which is i don't know i mean i don't think it's like odd that he's clueless to it i mean if somebody walked up then it's i always thought too like later on remember remember when the um paralytic man was in the 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 um the house and they rip, rip the roof off and he's like get up i mean it's a bold thing to say to somebody that's paralyzed right like it, it it is. You're muted, but um, you're you're muted. Dang, I, I do that all the time. I yeah. I clear my throat so much that like <laughs> I often don't mute my mic because uh-huh. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but then I do, and then I do that and forget to unmute. But it. yeah, it, it's a bold <laughs> thing to say, and so I don't think. I mean, and it's a it's a very bold thing to hear too yeah. i don't know if bold's the right word but like i would assume that probably they they probably didn't find that uh a very uh polite or uh nice thing to say to someone who's paralyzed uh like are, are you kidding if i or at least if i were in their shoes or in this case on jesse's mat i'd be mm-hmm. like uh I'm I've sat at the this pool for 38 years. What do you think? Of course I want to be healed. Like are you mm-hmm. are you dumb? Like that's the dumbest question anyone could ask me. Um and in your case where you're saying like how he's bold and he's just like to the guy in the house like get up, take your mat, walk. You're like mm-hmm. you don't think I haven't tried that before? <laughs> like are you kidding? But that, but that shows you though too like when they call him and they say like you know, get up. Like your your response is to to say to almost scoff you know uh mm-hmm. like 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 what do you mean but like it also takes an act of it takes an act right like he has to move his leg 
So imagine that like it, it's this it's this it's this like uh he has to respond to it in some regard. Like he has to literally get up and move in a way that he would have never done before or yeah. you know so it's a response and it's interesting um so, yeah i don't know um but <laughs> so he's just like well like yeah duh but he's like but my question remains like do you want to be healed and he's like so will you take me to the water like you know i mean i can't make it on my own i've tried I've been here you know I've been paralyzed for 38 years and I still have yet to get to that, that water. And so I love this, this, um, it's this, so tragic. It, just his like head shaking. Like, no, he's just like, no. it's, it is, but it's like that face. Like I can watch it like a thousand times and it's just such a good scene right there. That little snippet. It's mm -hmm. just like, it's like pity. I don't know. I'm trying to. to it's also like you, you like you don't even it. like know like like your your hope is is in the. I I, I guess yeah. pity would be a good thing because he's he's just like your your hope you're focusing on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Like the pool you're, is not going to do it, man. Exactly, and like just that no words. He doesn't even dignify it with words. It's just this like no like i'm like a sad feel, feeling for him and, and i don't know it's there's a lot of emotions in that head turning no and i have a feeling this is one of those scenes that like they tried many many times and like had to like maybe coach him or maybe like there was some sort of coaching in this whether it's before or during or you know that got him to get this response because it's like one of those things that like there's just so much emotions in just that head turn. And mm -hmm. so I loved it though. This is my second favorite port part of this episode right here. But, um, and, and his response is just like, look, dude, I don't know who you are, but like, I'm having a terrible day. I just saw my brother for the first time. And, and I don't even know how long he's off to, I probably will never see him again. Um, and, and I, I'm just, I don't have time for this. <laughs> like, are you going to carry me to this water? Because um, if, if you don't no one else were, I have no one to help me do this. Um, and so, and he's just talking about how everyone around him kind of just, just stomps on him and just, you know, it's like, it, it's just like, everyone is, is out for themselves here. There's no, there's no, this isn't a community of people like I am, I am getting trampled on trying mm -hmm. to get to this. And so, and I love it. Jesus gets down low to his, his eye level, you know, mm -hmm. and it just says, look at me. And I love this. And he's just, uh, <laughs> he's just again, bold. And he's just like, that's not what I asked. Like, mm -hmm. and so, and which is weird because, because this is, you know, it's, it's that same kind of, I don't know, like, he, everyone, like, like, for instance, you know, like how we talked about the disciples, I had to think through this one, but the disciples, they all like respond to something, like they see something, it's miraculous, 
they respond. Mm -hmm. And in this conversation, like he has to respond for the miracle. Like, it's not like you see the miracle and then you respond to it. It's kind of how I was just describing before. Like he has to move his legs for the miracle to occur. And until he moves that legs, like it's not a miracle yet. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so like, it's just one of those things that it's like, he has to believe before seeing in here. And does that make sense? It might have, uh, you know, a connection to maybe every, uh, I mean, I'll probably get roasted for this, but like, (laughs) is it every time Jesus heals somebody, he makes a comment about, but because of your faith, by your faith, your beautiful faith, like Mm -hmm. you are healed. And so like what you're saying, it's faith to know that you're paralyzed, but listen and try to stand up. It's, it's faith to (laughs) turn away from what you thought was your only and last hope and shift your focus on like the, our only hope. Right. Uh, I mean, at the time they don't know that yet. I mean, that gets revealed to them during this or after like these encounters. Right. But like it takes faith, believing you have to believe you have to act on what you can't see or hasn't been fully realized to you yet. And in that process, the healing is received. Yeah, it's like something that is clearly beyond your understanding. I mean, that seems to be like the central idea of faith, right? Like, like, I mean, even now, like as I. One thing that I always struggle with, like, which everyone seems to have all figured out, but (laughs) but me um, is I, I struggle with like praying and like, especially like praying out loud because, and, and it's such a weird thing to be like, but like, it's just one of those things where it's just, it's, 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 it's hard to like, even when I'm like praying for myself, I, I feel like it's like this, like, it's like something that I'd be praying for maybe before, like beyond understanding. And like, so therefore I'm like, I tend to not, pray for it because it's like it's out of my little idea of like of what you know what i mean i mm-hmm. does it do you know what i'm trying to say it's like it's like i lack faith i don't pray with faith does that mean it, it, okay so i don't yeah, know yeah. <laughs> it's like so i don't know it's it's weird i don't, I don't know he, well it's like a it's a hard thing right uh-huh. <laughs> because you're like you're believing in something that you can't physically, it's not like you can't see it in front of you. You can't like tangibly grab and touch these things that require faith. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is why they require faith. Uh, And it's, um, I mean, it's a struggle. It's hard. And it's something that, I also, you know, struggle with, um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get better. Obviously. I mean, we all are, um, but, um, 
yeah, I'm trying to find like the the actual definition of what uh, the actual definition of faith. Um, there's actually a really good um, definition in I think it's Hebrews. Hebrews 11, I think. Hebrews 11. Yeah, Hebrews 11. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Yes, and have, yes. Yep. Yeah, I knew it. All right. I remember that one. I always liked that one. Um, but it's, it's the sure of thing, right? Like, yeah. I feel like I, I, that's why I love that one scene where the, was she the, an Ethiopian woman? Was that who it was? I can't remember who dropped the yeah yeah mm-hmm. the, the 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 um paralytic man into the house, and he looked up at her and he said, "Your faith is beautiful," and like mm-hmm. he's just like he is mesmerized in that moment by her faith, and so I don't know. I it was yeah. it's like one of those things. It's like that sure <laughs> of that I struggle with. Yeah, and and it's not. It, yeah, it's not even that I'm not sure of things. It's just I tend to just not, I don't know. <laughs> well, faith is like the opposite of logic in a way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, st- it's, faith is not logical. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like here, here's the even more uh, an extension of the definition. Mm-hmm. Um, so like belief with strong conviction, firm belief in something for which there may not be tangible proof, complete trust, confidence, reliance, or devotion. Faith is the opposite of doubt. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hard, hard thing. It's a mm-hmm. hard thing. Um, well, yeah. And I tend to build my beliefs on things that I have like, that seem to have been, proven to me mm-hmm. so like it's hard for me to to build any faith on things that haven't you know what i mean and i guess i don't even necessarily it doesn't even have to be like this complete logical proof but much of the things that i believe <laughs> are built on logic you know and which is which is what I, uh, uh in this show at least why I, i've re- i've related to matthew where he's just kind of like, he's like count. I could just picture him like on a whiteboard, yeah. like adding things <laughs> and he's writing and he's looking and he's like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. It's one fish, two fish, three fish, blue fish, <laughs> 5 billion fish. And I don't yeah. know what the world our boats are sinking. What's going uh-huh. on? Here? Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, and which might be one of those things that like led me in the first place. It's like, it's something that, seem to be so evident to me that has defied my logic and it stuck so much to me because it's like it it as uh it yeah, shouldn't it just, make sense to it you. shouldn't make sense <laughs> to me but it, it is and yeah. i don't understand and it's like this deep feeling of truth you know mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know like yeah it's good hmm. thanks for coming to our little mini sermon on faith guys <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so back to back to Jesse and Jesus. And um, so he's still in there and he's like, he's like, I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about the people that are have stomped over you. I'm talking about you. Like, mm-hmm. how, 
you know, I do you want to be healed? Like what? Um, and so, um, he's like, this pool has nothing for you. It's, it's empty. And that's the, that's the face that he gave him earlier too. Mm-hmm. Um, it means nothing and you know it. And that's what he like, that's, that was the, that was the part that got me in there because he's like, you know, it means nothing. Like, you know, it, it's just, you've sat here for how many years and you know, it means nothing to you. And, um, it does not. Yeah. But you're still here. You're still here. Why? Yeah. And Uh, he's just like, I don't know. He he doesn't. He just, he says, I don't know. Literally. That's what he's like. I think there's something also too here in, in the, the question of, or in that dialogue too, of him, of Jesus saying like, no, 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 I'm not asking about like, your circumstance i'm not asking about your Mm. uh, hardships Mm -hmm. around what you're trying to achieve i'm not asking about like how you're trying to achieve it i'm asking like do you want to be healed like and you can insert uh you know you can take that as healing you can take that as salvation freedom from you know whatever thing is is holding you back right um like don't focus on let, let's use sin as an example don't focus on that one thing that one sin that you're you're praying to be freed from right it's not about the sin it's not about what's causing like you to continue to slip into this like cycle of this sin or whatever like do you want freedom like then shift your focus to me and your freedom will come right um and that's like another one of those things that's like very hard for my brain to like conceptualize (laughs) like what what do you mean i can't focus on the why or the what Mm -hmm. like how am i supposed to like deal with this if i don't focus on why i'm doing this or like what it is i'm doing no 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 like just focus on me and your freedom will come your healing will come your insert whatever it is that you're seeking right because if we're focused on jesus and we're like pursuing jesus like everything else just falls away and that's a good way to put it because it, I, I was, I was, I'm happy you didn't say like, <laughs> then we're healed, you know, like, because it doesn't seem to, to be that way. You know what I mean? Like focusing on this, like it, this right here is an anomaly, not an anomaly. All right. So I don't want to use that. That was a bad, it, it's like, when I think of this, I think of, of Paul when he was in prison and he's just like, he's like, I'm locked up right now, but I am more free than I have ever been because he was content in Jesus. You know what I mean? He was content Mm -hmm. in that. And so like, I don't know. It's just, I try not to, I try to, I struggle with this because there, you know, we're sitting at a, at a pool right now and right. And, Look at all. I wish we were people. literally sitting at a pool right now because it's been, it's now winter in Ohio. Yes, it way. is winter in Ohio. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and by the time you're hearing this, this time travel probably have snowed already. Well, it already has <laughs> snowed, but no. But as they're sitting at this pool, like there's so many more people that were probably Jewish, that probably strayed, and are now seeking to be filled by this false idol, this false god. Actually, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, because it's and so. But like he's the probability, the outlier here that is actually singled out by Jesus and healed. So that's Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's hard for me to, you know, I I don't know, because any of these people, like, why was it him? You know what I mean? Why wasn't it anyone else? It's And that's something I struggle with, too. But um, yeah, that's a good question. But I don't know, maybe it comes down to like he enacted on his faith. I don't know. That seems to be the one thing that is constantly brought Mm up. It's Um, always the thing that's brought up. But also, I mean, we're witnessing a miracle. Mm -hmm. And not saying that like miracles still don't happen. Uh, They do. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, dude, if we, (laughs) if we had these answers, yeah, uh, like, I mean, we would solve like the great mystery, one of the uh-huh. great mysteries of our faith, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question to bring up. But yeah, so <laughs> he said, he said his typical stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Classic. And, yep. And so, and he smacks his leg and, and he just instantly <laughs> smiles because he felt it. Yeah. So, Again, Jesse kills it in this mm-hmm. this scene like his, his the emotion on his face oh it's so good so they they get laughing and and you know he's, he stands up the the guy that's that's with him is just watching and and the very oddly placed pharisees just turn <laughs> their heads and uh and look over and I don't know, maybe there's some reason why they're there, but I'm just not buying it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, it's so weird, but, but it's not that weird because it, I mean, in scripture it says, so the Jewish uh, leaders object, uh, but this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you cannot, you can't walk on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. Um, <laughs> So, so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it is. And I mean, I, I feel like I've been trying. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to defend them because I, I think in my heart, head, and like, I've been trying so hard to be like true to somewhat of a Sabbath lately. Mm-hmm. Like, and like it's, and I've been very protective of it, like a, an aggressive lion that is trying to like, if you're trying to take <laughs> out, my, like, out of my time right now, like I am going to attack. An aggressive lion. <laughs> I love it. No, but that's how I've been, you know, I, and I've just really, I'm in that point in my life where I'm like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to stay true to it because it's not the it's not the the law portion of it. It's not the the symbolic portion of it. It's like the actual 
getting closer to God. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or, or, or restfulness where I can actually reflect on things. And, and so, um, I don't know. I think they're just so protective of it, but they've become so headstrong in their, you know, yeah. in, in their, <laughs> you're not going to like arrest Lindsay for being like, Hey, can you take this plate out to the sink for me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. But there is still like this thing where I'm trying to, differentiate between a day off and Sabbath Mm -hmm. and, and because like, you know, running all my errands on this day, it's not rest. And it's not like, it's not a Sabbath. It's just not. And, and so, and, and and so I just find myself like just being protective of it and trying to, to do it. And I've been realizing it like, it, the rest of the week, like I'm, I'm much more, um, I'm not stable. It's not it's like I'm, I was going to said stable, but it's not like I'm unstable, <laughs> but, like, but like defeated. Like I'm, I'm exhausted. No, you're, you're, and, and, you're you know, full. I'm, you're refreshed. Exactly. You're, and yeah. and so I, I find that that that's been very, um, good. So yeah. So I don't know to defend them a slightly like, they're just like, hey don't work. But like you said, that's a very good um, analogy is that like, like I am not going to arrest my wife for asking me to carry a dish. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's literally just seven. like yeah, right? taking his, his lawn chair with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> uh, yeah. But I love, uh, again, I got to point this out every time it happens. Um, as Jesus is doing this, like John whips out his little, his little notepad and he's uh-huh. like, Oh, I got to write this down. I got it. Uh huh. Yeah. Love it. So, and he's just got a, I just saw the scene. He's got like this big old cheesy smile on his face as he's writing down what just happened. Mm-hmm. That's great. So um, here we are. Here we are. Jesse is walking with his, oh, well, I guess the Pharisee was like, you can't do this. And he's, he's like, do you think I care? essentially which is like do you think i care right now i couldn't walk and now i can walk go tell anyone i don't care rot jot it down whatever you want to do make note of it but i am doing what i am told i am i am walking and so here here we have jesse walking and here we we intersect with the scene of of simon Simon Z, right? And he's about yep. to go off with with his, you know, what he had yeah. been planning the for. Game the game plan is being executed perfectly years. so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, with the exception of Atticus being in place of the actual target. Correct. And and so here they are, they're taking, you know, about to do it. And from a distance, who comes walking is Jesse. Jesse, bye. And, and, Dude, and okay. Simon, I, I, I know I interrupt you a lot, but I literally have to right here because I have it playing like as you're going through it, just so I can get any lines of dialogue. But literally, as soon as you said Jesse, the caption of of Simon Z saying Jesse <laughs> popped up like literally in unison. <laughs> it was perfect timing. Look at that. Amazing. And, man, impeccable. <laughs> 
yeah, totally planned out. Uh, absolutely. I actually see it in your the mirror behind. There's no mirror behind you, but so he sees him and to go back to what he said, he said, when I see you walk again, it's when I know the Messiah's back. So here he is like sees Jesse and just literally like the rest of the world doesn't exist. His thing that he's been training for forever stops. And it's like, he, it's almost like he out of nowhere becomes (laughs) self-conscious, you know, like, like this, like he's finally snapped out of it and he's here and he's like, what in the world like his whole world got flipped upside down right there mm-hmm. in that very moment and rightfully so i mean you can't unsee that it's like a ghost you right. know and so yeah so and at that point like he didn't go along with the 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 hit and and here we are um again i just want to note uh during this <laughs> Man, I went to pause the video, but accidentally almost muted my mic in StreamYard instead of pausing the video <laughs> right in the middle of talking. That would have been great. Uh, but no, during the scene, again, like we talked about earlier, like beautifully acted between both Simon mm-hmm. Z and Jesse. But we're back to no audio, like no dial. You can't hear mm-hmm. them speaking. So yeah. it's like this silent uh, reuniting of these brothers. Simon realizing like, holy crap, like the thing, because even though Simon's a zealot, right? And he's like this extremist, like he still is anxiously awaiting mm-hmm. the re- the arrival yeah. of the Messiah. So like, and the one thing that he said, if it's basically like saying like, oh, when pigs fly, you know, uh, I mean, they were expecting the Messiah to come, right? But nobody mm-hmm. really knew when. Um, I mean, it would it would be similar to, me saying the same thing to you right now, like, yeah, well, when Jesus, you know, if I, <laughs> the moment you have a real drum set in your corner, man, that I'd know Jesus would be coming back or <laughs> something, right? Like, we we expect Jesus to to be coming back, but like, we, I don't know if like we would be shocked if we were able to be, like a good shocked if we were here when that happened, right? But well, like the one is... thing that he set his his belief life on or whatever like that miracle like he knows it's a miracle because he knows jesse and his situation like Mm -hmm. it's happened well that and he's just like until then until this messiah comes back i'm gonna do exactly what i feel called to do my purpose i know my purpose and my purpose is not going to change unless you tell me that like the purpose is here to like, you know what I mean? Like change things. And, and and that's when I'll know that's when I'll stop in my tracks. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and so I love so this good. exit scene here. The disciples and you know, John, um, Simon, or sorry, 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 sorry. John, Peter and Matthew are all walking out and they're leaving, um, leaving, leaving the gate of Jerusalem here. And, and so Matthew, his very logical brain says, you know, um, why did you, you could have waited. Like Shabbat was almost over. Like you could have waited. Like, why did you not, why did you do it then? And, and uh, he said, sometimes 
you have to stir the water. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what he said? Yeah. That yeah. would be horrible if I got it wrong. Yeah. yeah sometimes, sometimes you got to stir up the water. Sometimes. And so with the, a smirk the on the his cookie face. crumbles. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's clear. Like he didn't say stand up and walk. He said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And it's not the first time he said it. It's this, you know, he does it. It's, it's, and he seems to do it on Shabbat. The healing. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. You could kind of see it as maybe this is in fulfillment of like bringing along his persecution. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. he's, he's breaking the laws and like getting noticed, which will then lead to his wanting and all that. But also in the context of this episode, like that's when Simon Z is going to be in town. So that's when he has to heal Jesse. So, Simon can see him and so mm-hmm. Simon could then come and pursue Jesus and then all that. Um anyways, yeah, I like the the double there's a lot of, there's always double like intentions with a lot of the stuff, especially in this episode, but mm-hmm. I think you see that a lot in in this series. Yeah, no, this is um And it's yeah, great because just... as as he's saying that, like the camera goes to Shmuel and he's like he's like hearing somebody say something to him, and then he's like, Oh crap. <laughs> yep, false prophecy. I smell it. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, oh man. Yeah, no, this is a good episode. Um it's it's uh yeah, it was good, man. It really was. Um overall, I would say I'd say seven out of seven scrolls. Seven out of seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Um, I think there was a lot of, maybe a six and a half. Six and a half. I'll, I'll recant that. Six and a half scrolls. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's pretty fair. I don't know if it was a seven. But yeah, was, I wouldn't put it, it was a six seven. or six and a half. Um, it's, it's up there. I mean, it's going to be hard for any episode to top Matthew four twenty four for me. Mm. the last last week's episode um yeah it's a good episode overall uh anything else we we need to get out there before we close up shop no that's about it this was a longer episode um i can't believe we can top more episodes longer episodes <laughs> um literally we've doubled the amount of time that the episode took to Dude, there's truth play. to what nick said yeah, there's truth for every half hour of screen time. It's an hour of podcast mm-hmm. time. Yeah, this episode so, came in at a, a no, we a crisp 56 minutes. Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, and you know, we did get a little, we had some good conversations in the mm-hmm. second half of like what theological mm-hmm. yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, um, I don't really have anything else on it. I thought it was a great episode. Um, that leaves us with what is the next episode? So we have spirit. Um, the one I mistakenly started watching last week (laughs) in preparation for this episode. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of John the Baptist. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So a little bit of bug eating and, uh, good old and here we go. Camel, so. camel haired locust eating friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So be looking forward to that. Uh, thank you as always for, for yes. listening, especially if you made it this far, we really appreciate you hanging mm-hmm. in there. Um, and, and if and you letting... didn't, maybe next time just listen on like 1.5 times. And I would recommend that. Yeah, I would recommend that just overall. In, yeah. in if you're listening to podcasts, unless people are like just insanely fast talkers, 1. <laughs> 1.25, 1. 1.5 speed. Yeah. Um, apparently, so like little inside scoop at Showboys. Uh, oftentimes, you know, we're delving into the world of shorts on YouTube, so if we don't like make note of shorts, like during the episodes, uh, one of us will go through and rewatch or re-listen to the episode to pick out some shortable moments. Um, So for me, when I do that, I jack up the speed because one, Mm -hmm. I was there. (laughs) I said a lot of the things, so Mm -hmm. I'm not like watching fresh new content, but uh, I'm a slow talker. And at (laughs) 1.25, Maybe even 1.5 speed. I almost sound like a normal speaking cadence. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, man. a little pro tip: bump uh, up the playback speed. I actually bit. haven't listened to myself on a on a higher <laughs> higher speed playback, so I'll have to do that and see yeah. see how that sounds. But awesome, man. Well, I think we had a great episode here. We're gonna we're back to the turntables tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to you guys yep. it's two weeks yep. so it's just time a lot travel. of time traveling right now um, um follow us got... on all the things and rate us on all the things yep. the nerdy bible.com showboysmedia.com yep. um, and until next time we'll see you bye bye dark mode got dark now huh look at look at google docs dark mode or night mode or dark they actually added it it's dark my page is black this is like on google docs yep that's dope